Yeah, good old day nights. In a perfect world, what would be like your girls' night out type of night? All right. Hey, girl, how are you? Hi, good. I'm doing great and I'm really happy to be here with you today. Yes, thanks for coming along and have this cute little discussion, a little date daytime girls' night out, but you can have <laughs> girls' night out anytime. Right. So uh, it's always you... a good time to hang around with people. So <laughs> Yes. Cause the pandemic, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. It's just so hard pulling people together sometimes. Yeah, especially in this like this um these days when we get distracted so easily and uh, Oh my god, yeah. yes. Yes. So are you working on anything? Anything exciting for you? Well, uh yeah, I'm doing digital marketing. Uh I've been doing that basically all my life. Okay. Um and uh, as you know, I already mentioned I'm a mother of um of my son, he's two, so I'm trying to be the best example for him I can. And um, yeah, teaching him for respect and, and everything. So, um, yeah. And besides that, I um, I also like dedicate myself to. Uh, I help um, women in need, so um, I donate a lot, and um, wherever I can help, I do that. Okay, so like a, a, a I can never say this word like a philanthropist. Kind of, kind of, kind of. You're you're in you're in you're close, but that type of work. Okay, yeah. that's good. I've been keeping myself occupied. I don't want to say busy because sometimes busy you can be not productive. But I think um just decluttering my life, and I've been writing a book. It's been really oh. like mentally draining me, but. But that's exciting. That's a huge project, though. I have it in my mind, to be honest. I also wanted, like, um, I have a story to tell. And uh, many people keep telling me, oh, you should write a book. Like, definitely, you should write it down. But I, I still haven't started, though. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know what type. I, I'm not a writer. So writing is not my strong suit. So getting into a rhythm, it's just, it was very hard for me. And I needed people who would hold me accountable so me saying this like over and over again like I had it should I just have to but yeah I've been start I started it back in April I hope to hand it over to my copy editor by December 31st like that is my ultimate goal wow so <laughs> Good. but yeah that is like so you have most of it uh written already right yes I have like I said, I'm not a strong writer. So I wrote like all my notes and all of the experiences from my clients as well as myself. I gave it to my writing support team because they're like combing through what stuff doesn't mean. And can I explain a little bit more? And they're like writing it out. I gave them two women around like 47,000 words. Um, and so they're going like by chapter by chapter. So, yeah, the book will definitely have like over 70,000 words. But yes. Good. I'm so glad for you. And what's the topic? It is if, about defining your personal style. So the way I do it and creating like your own fashion system based on, you know, your habits and what you do for living and stuff like that. So it's yeah. So actually it's two books in one. 
it's the content in the case study and then book two is more of like the work the workbook so you're like writing in it because it's not like I'm telling you what to buy it's like very intense <laughs> work that you have to kind of do like your homework so it's actually I'm actually writing two books in one but the 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 one is like a lot for me yeah, it, it takes a lot of work, a lot of energy, dedication, and focus. I can tell that already. <laughs> yes. So I've been waking up early, just sitting at the desk, just writing, and I'll go, okay, set the alarm. So, yeah, I have to have that rhythm. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. And um, if I may ask, like sometimes, because sometimes you need to be creative to write or just have that mood you know because i hear a lot of times people who write their own books like uh, they can write for weeks but then they're like i have to take let's say two weeks off because it's just i just can't do it i can't focus or something yeah have you ever experienced it um i have my mind is just so all over the place that's why I told the people around me, I need you guys to really hold me accountable because when I see black and white in a bunch of words, I just get frustrated. I like colors, textures, patterns, and yeah, seeing a bunch of words, I'm kind of like, I need you to like get the ro get the ruler and like pop my hand because I would just get <laughs> focused. But the concept, I actually thought of the concept before I brought it to my author coach and she said she really liked this concept and she and when she later saw how it was written like when she read it she says yeah I think it's best that you're going you should go self-publish because they wouldn't know how to market this yeah but it sounds interesting to me so I'm looking forward to it <laughs> yes I'm hoping to release it. I'm going to, I wrote the goal. Hopefully it'll be out by the second quarter of 2023. <laughs> well, fingers crossed, fingers, fingers crossed. crossed, but yes, that is the, yeah, but that's like the most that's been taking up my energy. And of course, what we're going to be talking about, I've been doing a lot of, a lot of it going to therapy and just kind of just reconstructing me as a woman um but yeah the book probably is like <laughs> the the mental <clears throat> that I've been putting on so yes yeah it, it 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 sounds like you're really creative and from what I could notice <clears throat> like you really like your creative side is like shouting like yeah I'm here but then yeah I cannot book, wait until the design yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the design part I'm like I can't wait but the writing and it's just a lot I have to like mentally prepare myself it's a lot <laughs> I bet <laughs> But I'm sure it will come out. It's it, it will be worth it. Yes. So we can go right into our little topic. What has therapy taught you as a woman? I'm going to have to yes, say. Yes, I actually mm -hmm. uh, love, love this topic because uh, I think it's very um, important and, and maybe very eye-opening. Um, so... Therapy. I'm like all positive about therapies, uh, and um, so there are several. There are several points. Now I've been I've been doing therapy for almost two years, um, 
And I feel like I've changed or uh, grown so much. Personally, um, I, I learned about the importance of setting the boundaries, uh, about defining what I want, what mm -hmm. I don't want, because that's also very important. Right. Um, about self-respect, mm -hmm. um, self-love, uh, becoming more objective about myself, right. accepting myself, um, you know, in and out. Uh, and, um, and most importantly, that I deserve to be and feel as a woman. Mm -hmm. This is actually my second round of going to therapy. I actually first got introduced to therapy in 2013 because <clears throat> the type of work I was, I was initially going to school for healthcare and I was working with HIV and AIDS <laughs> patients and a nurse just, you know, strongly suggested that I take therapy because the job itself was just a lot. And then the culture was just a lot because I was in Miami, Florida, and I am a New Jersey girl from the suburbs. And it was just a lot going on. It was like a culture shock, like literally. Um, so that was my first round of going through therapy. And it just made me just unravel a lot of things that I didn't even know about myself in my early 20s. Um, me just being away from everyone and just dealing with things, challenges, um, and also just emotional intelligence. That's when that was like the first time I've ever heard of it. And then this second round, I told myself I wanted to do therapy, but when the pandemic hit and then a very close relative of mine passed away, I started out doing like grieving ther uh, grieving therapy to kind of just help me deal with that grief, uh, grief period. And then that kind of just led to, okay, well, now you need to start redefining and reconstructing your life. And that just, f that just funneled into so many things because I needed to redefine my, what I wanted in a friend, my wants and my needs, um, what was priority now, um, I'm pretty good at setting boundaries. It's interesting you said it, but I, I don't know. I'm pretty, I don't like beating around the bush. I don't like the gray area. I want to be very like upfront with people. So I think that's why I'm probably okay with setting boundaries with people. Um, what else? I think definitely a new self-awareness through like a new lens for myself this time around. Um, but definitely just redefining and just kind of opening my eyes, especially since I was like sitting in silence because that cousin was like very, very near and dear to me. And I just had to like stop what I was doing and kind of just really hone in on what I wanted for myself. Um, yeah. And you also said like, I, like it opened your eyes and, and I, I couldn't agree more with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I feel, I feel the same way. And also you mentioned um, that you went away from your family. And that's interesting because I read a quote about it recently. Uh, like uh, I think from Angelina Jolie that she yeah. said, um, you have to like go. So you, you have to know who you are when you're not around with your family and and then find out like what you need and what you want 
And that's what I did as well. Um, I'm from Europe, Slovakia, and then I came to the United States by myself. And uh, also uh, since 2013, and I started in Miami as well. So for me, it was really a cultural <laughs> shock. <laughs> yes. Miami uh, so is very I can different. totally relate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can relate. Um, but it, and on top of it, like, I don't know in which part of Miami, but in m many parts, they don't speak English. And I didn't yeah. speak Spanish at the time. They so. speak Creole. They yeah. They speak Creole in Spanish. I actually was fluent in Spanish. My mom paid for Spanish classes. She did not want me to be. <laughs> she just wanted me to be ahead. I actually spoke fluent Spanish, and then when I moved, like it just went out the window because I just learned so much. And if I'm not practicing it, like it, it'll go out the window. But I actually spoke fluent Spanish, like, and they were surprised. Yeah, um, well, I was surprised that I couldn't speak English there because, you know, I was expecting, <laughs> oh, I'm coming to the United States, so I'm going to... And my first on my first day when I went to the supermarket and I was like, where can I find the milk? Just a simple question. And they were like, eh, Espanol. And I'm like, I don't know, Spanish. Right. So, um, yeah, but then I, I eventually learned, so now I can speak Spanish, but now I live in Las Vegas and here, yeah, most people speak english so <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah it, it i'm that's definitely like a great thing when you move like out of state or out of town i think that's like the greatest growth that i've like ever done because i was able to truly identify with my core self with no one looking and if i made a mistake I could help. I could hold myself accountable. Journal and figure out which way do I want to go. Do I want to progress more? Do I want to work on it more? Do I want to get assistance? But I think that's definitely one of the ways why I was able to kind of just set boundaries because I moved a lot in my twenties. <laughs> I don't want to move again, but I have moved <laughs> a lot. I think I moved like seven or eight times in my twenties. So every every year and a half I'm like, all right, it's it's time to I'm time it's time to go. <laughs> yeah. And I was actually uh talking about this with my friend the other day. And she's also living in Las Vegas, but she's from Europe as well, from Switzerland. And we were thinking about like, oh, would you go back to Europe? Mm -hmm. And and like kind of I was like one side of me, yes, because I have my family there and yeah. I have you know, support and everything. But then I was like, but here in the United States or in Las Vegas, um, I'm by myself and I can just be myself. Right. Uh, whereas where I'm close, um, close to my relatives, then I feel like uh, these, you know, I have to meet expectations. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's work that I have to do. And I know. Yeah. Uh, but it's still like mm, I haven't been back for a while, so I don't know if it still would be the same. But I know that when I was there, when I was living there, I felt like, oh, I have to, you know, my, my parents have expectations and then right. I have to be this and that. And I just got lost. And now it's just me. So I just have to meet my own expectations. <laughs> right. I definitely think some people get kind of just lost in family traditions or family mm -hmm. identities that they don't they, they don't really know who themselves are. Yeah. Luckily, I kind of just was like I got to go explore. <laughs> yeah, so, I did yeah, the I same love. thing, so. 
Yeah, I think it's a beautiful thing to definitely do that. And if you get lost, therapy is like, I say it's like a paid friend. She's there. They're there. Yeah, they're there to listen to you, to walk, to calm you through and walk you through certain certain, um, situations. And they have an unbiased opinion about you. That's like a great thing. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like it's a friend, but then they're also like objective, like not biased. I definitely want to get into how did you know that your therapist was the right one for you? Because I put emphasis on you um, knowing that you guys are going to gel like, like great. Like you have to like filter through. It's not just like, oh, I got a therapist. Let me start going. Like they have to gel with your personality or your background. Like how did you know your therapist was the right one for you? That is a great question, actually. And I was, I was questioning, um, I asked myself the same question, like, is she the right one for me? Because um, I was expecting maybe someone more uh, like straightforward. And um, she was just be, like, she, yeah, like very nice, very polite. And I prefer saying it straight, you know, but then I also know that she's, um, like she has some uh, rules that she has to follow. Right. Um, but basically the first two, the first few weeks where like, yeah, I like her and I think she helps me. Mm-hmm. But then like, would I switch to another therapist? Right. Um, <clears throat> But then I stick to her. Uh, I stick with her actually, and 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 I think I made a good decision because then I just kind of like felt like we are on the same wave or vibe or however we we want to call it. And the most important thing for me is that she was understanding or she's understanding, and um, she can if I ask her then she can like guide me. She right. still, so they still let you find out, mm-hmm. but they can guide you. So um, uh, yeah, for me, the most important thing was the feeling rather than like checking the list. Right. So I don't know what was like, what's your case? How did you know that she's there or he is the right for you? Um. Well, the first round, cause I did it twice. So the first round I just kind of selected, but um, I was in the health field, so there was like a network, a network of um, therapists, and this one was suggested to me. So I was just open to the idea of therapy. I didn't know like a lot of people that they had to gel with you, but luckily, she what well, me and her gelled, and she also just stretched my knowledge of so many things. Um, she was Hispanic woman, um, but she was, she was married to like a, an African. So she knew like some of the cultural, um, things that I was going through cause she wasn't from Miami. So the cultural, the shock that I was getting, she also had, so she was able to walk me through some of those things. And, um, but this second time around, I had s- certain questions um, I wanted to know how well were they versed in um, emotional intelligence since she had introduced me to that. And I didn't want to leave that out on this go round since I am like so much more advanced. It's been like over it's 10 years actually now. Um, 
This time around, I wanted an African-American one only because I was grieving from my cousin and there were some family dynamics that I knew only an African-American woman would understand. Um, What else was I looking for? And I also wanted someone to specialize in grief as well because I took that one very hard. Um, But yeah, I had, yeah, I had like certain things that I wanted the therapist to have because that was the goal that I wanted. I wanted to get, I wanted to find ways to grieve. I wanted them to help me exercise that. And she did, she did understand, you know, the family dynamics um, within the African-American, how they, how we're like structured and how that they're thinking and stuff like that. Um, And the emotional intelligence was, was there. So that is how I did it. I just wrote down what I wanted to get accomplished out of therapy. And then I just kind of seeked for a therapist that had those specific characteristics in their bios. And then I kind of just picked their brain to see how well-versed they were. But the first time I had absolutely no idea. So the first time was random. Yes. And luckily, well, recommended, so. <laughs> yeah, and luckily we gelled. So she was wonderful. Yeah, I think it's very important that you uh, feel good with your therapist because, well, that's the, that's the main objective, that you can feel safe and relaxed right. and uh, so you can open, open up and then, right. you know, grow. So, uh, so yeah, I, I think it's, it's very important too. Right. I also like to say that I picked up journaling a lot. I, I can't go a day without journaling. Do you journal? I journal not every day, but okay. I do journal. Um, I journal mostly like when it, there is some significant event, like good or bad. Mm-hmm. So it's not that I just write down the, the good things or just the bad things. No, right. I do both. Um, and and it helps. It helps. I remember the first time I journaled, I didn't know it was journaling. I just, mm-hmm. um, it it came to me kind of like is like an instinct or something. Um, and I was like so um, unhappy. That was my like first pro- uh, love. Crush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was after like I wasn't very happy. And I started. I took a paper and I started writing it down. And I was crying. And but then I felt so relieved. I was. Yes. I was actually like surprised. Like oh wow. Like now I wrote everything down and I just don't feel it anymore inside. Right. Like, I, it's and like I a release. Also, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And eventually that, that letter I burned, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but it felt great. <clears throat> yeah. It felt great. Yeah. Do, and like- do you journal, do you journal uh, like with pen and paper or do you do it in a digital form? I have, I write it. it's right next, it write, it's right next to my little coffee table. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it. there is there is a certain magic to like writing all things manually, like yeah. handwritten. Um, I mean, writing it digitally is also a great option, but um, I, it's just like reading a physical book and then reading a digital book. There yeah. is a certain difference. Both benefit you though. Um, but yeah, I prefer also like handwritten notes. And then I can always like... The other day, I found I found um, my book from like three years, no, four years ago, mm-hmm. and I wrote down my goals there. And I was like, "Oh, like 
okay, so this one is like this one. I accomplished this one and this one, and it felt so good. I'm like, right. oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, I found yeah. my journal too. Like, cause I've been like clean. I've been doing like a deep clean. I found my journal. I looked at the date, and it was like a year and like uh three days later. And I'm like, man, look at my mood, how I was. So I like looking back at it. Um, I think writing is better. Maybe I release it. I don't know. But until then, I, it's kind of just cool to just monitor where you were a year ago, your moves, and just to release it, just especially since people are not meeting. I like to meet in person. Yes. I'm not a digital type of girl. I hate I hate texting. <laughs> I hate texting because my mind can be everywhere. I'm looking at like stuff and I just get distracted. Um but, you know, I, yeah, I feel like my journal is like my friends. I talk to her like she's one of the girls. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know. Some people just, just write. I don't know. Some people just have their method. But I treat my journal as if it's like a friend, like I'm talking to, like, one of the girls. Yeah. Um, I like, I actually like this approach. I, um, I think it's um, very, it's different. Mm-hmm. but I like it because um, it's like when you're talking to your friend, it's just, you, you talk what comes to your mind yeah. and uh, it's not like you have to follow something or um, it's just, it's, it comes maybe more natural, more relaxed. Yes. Um, yeah. I like that idea actually. Yeah. And I haven't been thinking about that way, like, but I'm talking to myself as well. And <laughs> So when I'm alone, like I'm talking even like loud, not only in my head, you know, and um, it's kind of funny. I was like, oh, if somebody just saw me. <laughs> right. But yeah, uh, I mean, as long as it feels good and, and, and I feel the benefits of it, mm-hmm. I, I'll welcome anything, you know. Yeah. Some people do it like in the morning, like as soon as they wake up or at night. I'm either I'm like in between I'll do it whenever like my mind is like I need to talk to my homegirl let me let me pull out my little journal so yeah but yeah I, I, think I usually yeah I usually journal if I do it at before bedtime but then there are like sometimes I just oh this happened I have to write this down you know? yes I'm like so. girl guess what's about to happen today <laughs> so yeah I treat her just like a friend so if anyone ever finds my journal you are going to be like what in the world who is she talking to <laughs> so yes I'm going to have to thank my therapist for just pushing that back on to me doing that um she also had me do like exercises did your therapist do that yes yes okay. and I think that's a great way to um to hold you accountable yeah and uh and also um many sometimes it might be out of your comfort zone right um but then once you're out of your comfort zone you realize that the comfort zone is not really that comfortable oh, no. <laughs> so uh yeah i i've done um i've done different exercises um one that like stayed with me the most is was it was about setting boundaries because I know that I was lacking that mm-hmm. and it helped me a lot. So that was the first thing that comes to my mind, but I did like multiple exercises. And also we, st- I started with her as a couples therapy. So mm-hmm. we did a lot of exercises for that as well. Um, yeah. What about you? What's your favorite exercise maybe, or the one that stands out the most? 
she had me do a lot because she because initially she asked me how do I learn like what is my top three and I learn better by seeing and then doing so she had me do a lot of uh, exercise she had me create like a vision board of how I see myself in the mirror and then she did once of how she sees me uh, we did that. I thought that was very cool. She had me take the love language um, test all over again. And I, I found it very, very interesting because words of affirmation was not high for me, maybe because the cousin that had passed away was no longer there. So that score went up. Um, what was another? the one I think was very interesting was her making me do like a job. It was like a job application, but it was like um, your friends. You're looking for new friends. So what are, what is the description that you want your new friends to be? I think that one was like the most like hard one. I'm just like, I don't I don't know what I want. <laughs> I think that was the one that like really stuck out because I was just like, I don't know what I want, but I don't feel like the friends that I had, the, the friends that I had currently really aren't fitting the needs and wants now that it has shifted. So that one was like very aggravating and it definitely took me like a month to complete. Yeah. Well, it, it it sounds it sounds interesting and definitely not easy. <laughs> right. But I got yeah. through it. Yes. Do you think that your friend do you have, still have like the same friendships since you've gone through therapy that you've grown? Um well I I do have the same friendships, but I don't feel maybe the same about them. Yeah, that's the I think that's the question. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so exactly like um, I've grown and I'm not saying that they are in the same place, uh, but it's just um, their mindset or the, it's just the different shift of per perspective maybe. Right. Uh, and, and I can see so many differences, which I don't mind if there are differences, but then uh, sometimes I just feel better when we think about certain topics and, and values about the same. So I can right. connect better. I can relate better. Um, whereas uh, also about self-respect, mm -hmm. um, I think it's very important. And, and many, unfortunately, many, many women just um, don't put themselves first. first. Yeah. Yeah. And... And then they like find reasons and excuses like, oh yeah, it's because this and that, this and that. And I used to do the same. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm right here. <laughs> but, uh, but the beauty of, of the therapy is that it showed me and it taught me um, to respect myself more. Right. And, and that is definitely like life-changing for me. Yeah, I definitely agree. I don't, I'm like, do am I doing this wrong if I feel this way about a friendship? And she's just like, no, sometimes friends are really there for just a season or you outgrow them or you, your priorities just change up, especially as a woman, you are the nurturer. And if you have a kid, like that becomes the priority, your household 
and that's why a lot of friends friendships kind of just dwindle but in my case I just outgrew some of the things that they were doing, the thinking, the activities. Um, I just wasn't excited about doing that. I wanted to kind of just move on to the next phase of life. And some people are not ready to have that discussion or face that reality, or they don't want to put in the work like I'm doing and be uncomfortable at uh, during a certain time and working through it or a lot of this and also they don't want to communicate what they truly feel cuz I'm like a very communicative communicative type of individual um so yeah I think that's probably a portion of why that exercise with the friends was so difficult because I was just like, I don't know where I stand because this is such a transitional phase of my life. And then many people, even though like we all know that growth is great, but Mm -hmm. then it brings change with it. And many people are so afraid of change that they'd rather as a coping mechanism, just stay in the same place. Yeah. Uh, regardless if it's like um, better or worse for them. Yeah, I definitely yeah. was one of those people who did not like change. I did not like change. But once I was like moving around from state to state and exploring different cultures and talking to people, I kind of saw the good and the bad of change. And I said, oh, I like this. Like, I want to explore more. I want to discover more. So I was able to adapt to um, adapt to that and encourage it. Because if not, you're kind of going to stay stagnant. And I don't like being crazy enough. I don't like staying stagnant, but change, like an abrupt change. I'm just like, Ooh. but now I'm used to it. And now I'm used to it. I think it's for the better. Yeah, for me, change, interestingly enough, um, I always liked the cha- like the idea of change, but then I was afraid because my I can't come from a very conservative family. So mm-hmm. they think like one thing you do, that's for a lifetime. Like you don't right. change anything. You do everything the same. And um, so I was kind of like afraid to change. And then I, I remember I saw this um, quote or picture uh, how the butter the butterflies transformed and and they say like oh you changed so much and and then the response of the butterflies like yeah because that's what we're supposed to do so, right and it just hit me i'm like yeah like change doesn't have to be negative like change can be a wonderful thing mm-hmm. and look at the butterfly you know and 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 it was very um it just hit me so and then i opened up more and yeah and and I think change is a wonderful thing. I mean, not yeah. always uh, very, you know, um, maybe as expected. Yeah. yeah and a face <laughs> value. Right. It definitely has its um, pros it, and cons. It can teach you lessons or bring you blessings. But either way, you come out good, I think, at the end. Yeah, I think it'll I think it also <laughs> just adds character to you as well when you do change because if you just stay stagnant everything is just repeated you know what's coming you know what's expected when you change stuff up it's like the unknown but then it's like man am I going to step on the good side of this or am I going to step on the bad side and maybe this can help me teach me something or propel my my venture for something maybe not now but in the long run but it's just so many upsides to it 
Um, that's why I make sure I do like a, a date night for myself every week. I've been doing this consecutively for like three months now. Um, that yeah. is definitely yeah. a change for me. So yeah, a date night is like sipping paint. Um, I know last week I did like a speed dating network. Um, I went to the movies by myself. Like I just make a day where I am out for at least four hours. I, I, I have it down to a T that I have to do that. So that's like a huge change <laughs> for me. So I, I'm, I'm liking the results. I think it's fun. It's definitely fun just finding new things to do. Um, soon I'm definitely probably going to take up a hobby. I think I want to pick up sewing. I think that's going to be my confirmed hobby for 2023 so um but yeah just doing those little exercises is fun and socializing and meeting new people as well and also uh you mentioned like you go on a date but i think like people generally think about dating like oh dating so you you actually go with someone but then i think it's also important to kind of date ourselves right so to have this quality time and and because um most of the people don't feel comfortable just going out by themselves or eat, going to a restaurant or to a movie and they feel weird or they have to be on the phone just to, you know, uh, distract themselves. Right. Uh, but I think it's, um, it's a wonderful thing if you can uh, enjoy your own company mm-hmm. because, yeah, how will somebody else enjoy it if you can stand right. yourself? <laughs> yeah, I like being by myself. When the pandemic happened, <laughs> I was like, oh, we could be in the house by ourselves? I, I was actually happy. <laughs> For me, I was actually happy because I was just like, oh, I'm going to paint. I'm going to redecorate. I just had so many. I'm okay with being by myself. I'm not one of those that's like I need to be around people. Um, I actually like a small group of friends or I could just go places by myself. But um, yeah, sitting by myself, a lot of people are like, you're here by yourself. And I'm just like, yeah, what's the problem? Yeah, why not? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. they're like not too many females will do that. And I'm just like. Well, I'm not those females, but it's it's just crazy. But yeah, date nights, that is definitely a great... That was another little um strategy my therapist suggested I do. She told me to like lay out different places, but I'm just like, I live near New York City and things are happening like all the time or sometimes at the last minute. Um, I just make sure I land a day on what day I'm going to go. And I've been doing that scatter. I don't want that to be like every Friday night I'm going out. Because last week it was Wednesday. This week's coming up. I'm going to do Saturday. So I I, I do scatter days when I go out and stuff. Yeah, so it's uh, not so... Um, it, it's, it doesn't become like... It is a routine, but it, it is also not. So it's... Yeah. Um, Mixing yeah. it up. Uh, when it gets cool, when it gets warmer outside, I'm going to try Philly as well. But New York and New Jersey is is the area because it's cold and I'm sure it's going to be snowing soon. I hate this weather. Um, but yeah, <laughs> until then, I, yeah, it's date night whenever. It's fun. When's the last time you've taken yourself out to, on a date? Well, let me think about it because I'm just, <laughs> oh, actually... <laughs> No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that um, that long time ago. It was actually pa- last week um, because 
my dad came to visit because I live only like me and my son, but um, so he's two, so I cannot do many things, you right. know, uh, just limited. But last week, my, my dad was here visiting from Europe and I'm like, oh, great. So now I can just, you know, take care of myself. Right. And so I went and I did, I did um, a hot tub. I went to the sauna mm-hmm. and I just uh, gave some quality time to myself. Yes. I was meditating a lot and I came out all fresh and rejuvenated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah yes. that, was, um, that was amazing. And it just reminded me like how important it is to um, take care of ourselves and not just get lost in the day-to-day tasks and right. you know, duties and chores. <sighs> yeah. yeah, good old day night. In a perfect world, what would be like your girls' night out type of night? Um, I like so. I think uh, the first thing. By default, when we talk about girls' nights, uh, a girls' night out, I would think like, oh, let's go cl- like clubs or so. But in my perfect world, <laughs> that's not necessarily the case uh, mm-hmm. because I prefer um, I like like quality talk and like deep deep conversations. So also smaller group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be that would be definitely uh, nice starting with the nice weather right <laughs> somewhere outside <laughs> i just meet with my you know girlfriends and um and uh, share i don't know a, a, a drink maybe and talk about um i i like like deeper topics i like yeah. also like touching philosophical topics and um and uh, also um like growth mm-hmm. um and well friendships obviously right uh but uh, my favorite topics are topics that we can learn from and grow rather mm-hmm. than talking about someone else right yeah. the gossip and stuff a perfect girl's yeah. night for me it would be traveling to a warm country i'm gonna say jamaica just to say but jamaica bahamas something warm so we can get away we have no phone unless you're telling them you know you've made it safe um of course we have endless food (laughs) we have a nice little um villa yeah we have a nice little girls a nice little girl i like ambiance i'm the bougie friends so i like nice stuff stuff like that so yeah that would be my ultimate girls night out um a girls night weekend I would say like a three-day weekend and yeah we're around nice ambiance warm weather because I love warm weather and we're just really relaxed it's a real relaxed environment and we're all relaxed laughing no phones and yeah Sounds like I want to be there right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I like, I like the point with the phone. I, I don't even think about it because I take it like naturally. But then uh, the other day, and that's interesting because um, the other day someone just told me like, oh, I like what I like about you is that you're being so present in the moment. Like mm-hmm. you're not on your phone when you are with someone. And 
I like I wouldn't think about it because it just comes natural to me. But and now you're mentioning it. So, yeah, um, yeah I think it's definitely very important for, yeah, to spend so quality time. I see some people on their phone so much. Like when I'm out, it's like ridiculous. I had made a rule <laughs> when we're out, whoever touches their phones first, you have to pay for the bill. I actually do oh, this. <laughs> yeah, I actually do this. I know a couple of people was like, we're going to have to steal this rule. But yeah, some people are just so glued to the phone. And I know everyone is like, everything is done on the phone. But I mean, goodness gracious, I'm my own business owner. And I'm not that much glued to the phone. I'm, I'm able to dedicate, you know, my undivided attention to you when when it's needed. But yeah, no, an hour of exactly. your time, at least an hour, hour and a half. You, yeah, yeah, you you can do without the phone unless you got like someone's having a heart attack or someone's you know just died. Right. Then of course, but yeah, that uh, that email or text message can wait. So yeah, we exactly. the rule is if you touch your phone, you are paying for the bill. I'm gonna implement that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Phones are yeah, right I in the like middle it. of the table. It's all in the middle of the table, and whoever touches the phone and his phone in his face down as well. It's stacked. Right. So yes. Um, yeah, because I feel like time is our most precious asset that mm-hmm. we have. And uh, so if you're saying like, oh, you're you're willing to give it to me because you're coming out with me, but then you're not really there, right. then it's like, what's the point? Um, I would rather instead of being two hours, maybe just be half an hour. But that half an hour. Mm-hmm. I want you to be here with me. Yeah, fully there instead of just like half there and like, oh, I'm waiting for an email. Like, no, it's, you're not fully here. Yeah. So, but yeah, that is my yeah. ultimate little girls night out. And that's my little rule that I do, not even with my personal life, but when I take my team out, yeah, no phones. This is fun time. So, yeah, I implement that rule because I'm not consumed by the world and the news. Um, Yeah, no. And it will be there. You can still check it out later. (laughs) Yeah. Digital is not going anywhere. Anything on the Internet is not going. We live in the world of screen screen um, recording. So it's not going anywhere. Someone has it. You just have to look maybe sometimes. Yeah. (sighs) Craziness. So we're going to have a little eavesdropper. We have someone who um, voiced their opinion on um, what has therapy done for them as a woman. I had to disguise her voice because she said it was very distinctive and she did not want anyone to know. So you ready to hear? Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to say emotional regulating my emotions therapy has definitely has taught me to do that and also help setting boundaries and also awareness i'm still working on that but it's just been a very very long journey for me as far as emotional yeah emotional regulation and just setting healthy boundaries that's definitely been a tricky thing i have not seen an example in my household so for me it was just very tricky and just a challenge for me to kind of just set that into place and to just program myself and it just really put my foot down and stop stressing myself out i was really good for that Uh, i see the difference in my blood pressure that is not high 
now that I have set my boundaries, so I definitely think as a woman, that is what therapy has has helped me and shaped me as well. That's our eavesdropper who chimed on in. <laughs> yeah, um, and interestingly enough, um, they were also talking about like boundaries. That's that's I think that's one thing that stands out so much. Um, and every therapist uh, will try to like that's the basic. That's the basic. So we start there, and you have right. to have your boundaries. And, um, and, and because I, before I was looking at it like, oh, if I'm setting my own boundaries, that's, that might be this being re- dis- disrespectful to someone else. But it's actually not. It's, you're just being respectful to yourself. Self. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they just, they just said it as well. So um, yeah, she said a lot. She said setting boundaries, emotional regulation. Um, I know she said that her blood pressure was even like lower after going to therapy because I guess her her emotions, emotions. were just all over the place. Exactly. And not setting your boundaries can you're like allowing your friends to kind of just emotionally dump like all their problems onto you. You're not setting the boundaries for yourself. So you're kind of just stressing yourself out while they're stressing themselves out or you're just getting anxiety or whatever she's feeling. She didn't really go into um, specific details, but yeah, that can be a, that's like a silent killer. If you don't regulate it. Yeah, it is. And you were also uh, talking about emotional intelligence, like how important it is. And, um, and it really is important. And I think not a lot, not a lot of people talk about emotional intelligence. People, when you say intelligence, people think like IQ, but there is also EQ and it's really yeah. important. Uh, yeah. I would say sometimes in some situations, even like more um, important or significant uh, because <clears throat> yeah, there, you know, there can be, we, we cross our lives with so many people and psychopaths right. can be really intelligent, but then oh, have zero God, yes. emotional intelligence. <laughs> right. So they can't control their emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So um, I think, yeah, definitely important. <laughs> yeah. I think the um, journaling helped me kind of identify where I need to start with emo- my emotional intelligence because I wasn't able to just say, you know, I struggle with this. It, it left me like speechless. And I'm just like, I don't really I understand the definition and her definition of it. But I just was like, I don't really know where I need to apply it. So journaling definitely helped me kind of just identify and start the process of the emotional intelligence of it all. But. Yeah, and a part of it is is accepting our emotions. Like you mm-hmm. don't just suppress them because it's just gonna get worse. So yes. uh, and it's kind of like counterintuitive um, that um, oh now I'm feeling angry and I don't want to feel angry. So now I have to like acknowledge and accept it that I'm angry when I don't want to be angry. So it is just right. you know. Uh, but then once you like once you go through it and you accept it once it's accepted it just goes away by like yeah it you calm down so much quicker um at least that's what i feel so i don't know how you feel about it 
I think it go yeah I think it goes quicker because I know how I react to certain things and I've been helped assisted by my therapist on how I can change my thinking or what do I need to do to resolve it or what activity I need to do to kind of just clear my mind from the whatever is like causing me to be emotional and she also taught me like it's okay to sit in my feelings like you're human you're a woman you're supposed to feel your feelings but don't do the reactional type of thing and you're going to regret it later yeah um yeah it's just um it it applies to so many things i was working with people um who suffer from anxiety Mm -hmm. and unless they accepted actually that anxious feeling uh, we couldn't really like work it out because for the first thing so you have to acknowledge like yeah i'm anxious i'm not denying it uh, this is right. what's happening because if you deny it, how how you're going to fix something that you don't no that way. you say it's not there mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so um so yeah um th- it's definitely like one of the steps and it's very important yeah identifying it or admitting that admitting, you are something yeah. is like the most that is the, is the stepping stone and then once from there you can kind of just comb through the root of why you're doing it what's causing it and x y and z and I also think uh, what help, and I practice it every day, um, morning and night. Uh, I oh, and I teach it to my son as well. Like, let's say, um, tell me three or five things what you are thankful for that happened to you today. Uh, what did you like the most about this day? And um, and that just like grounds us and brings us to the present moment. Mm-hmm. So we're not anxious about the future or depressed about the past because uh, we are just right now, right here. Right. And um, that's that's that I think that also can contribute to the to the growth, the emotional intelligence. Yeah. Yeah, I put little um, words of affirmations around my apartment. So like when I grab my keys, there's a there's a phrase that says there's no cure for regrets. So that's like a constant reminder when I leave, like whatever you're doing, like you have to do it or you're going to be regretting it. Um, I have another one in my office that says no. And the end says um, next opportunity. And then, the o, and then the O is opportunity. So I have like little um, words of affirmations just like placed in certain places. And then, um, yeah, I'm probably going to be changing it when the, when the New Year's comes. But yeah, I think the words of affirmation kind of just helps me kind of just boost my yeah. mind in a more positive I, I- place. I like affirmations. I think they're amazing. And um, many people just like disregard them. But I think like they are so powerful, especially when you um, when you really read them or tell them or tell yourself in the mirror, you know, that affirmation, that's also very powerful. And I have like quotes also a lot of quotes. I love quotes. Um, And I have one right there in in my in my board. You probably can't see it. But um, I, I really liked it. And it says, uh, the last one that they wrote down like two days ago, it says that perhaps we should love ourselves so fiercely so that when other people see us, they know exactly how to do it. <clears throat> right. 
and I just liked it. I think it's um, it, um, it's very powerful when we think about it because we really have to love ourselves because mm-hmm. it starts with us. It yeah. doesn't start with the other person. So, yeah, I like yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of us kind of just, I, well, I'm going to say some of us women have been taught that it starts with when you guys are two and not just you are you as one. But yeah, it definitely starts with you knowing you and you loving you first. And then you're just extending it on to the other person and also okay. providing the guide of how you need to be treated or how you need to be handled and X, Y, and Z. Yeah, my mom always used to tell me, like, she's like, and she taught me this. I, I couldn't really like feel, I, I guess I just had to go through so many things. So now I understand. <laughs> but she told me, she always told me, no, you have to love yourself first. And then if another person comes, that's a bonus. But it's not, it, that love is not the first love. Your love is the first love. Right. And then whatever comes like next, that's, that's just a bonus. Sharing on the top. Right. Yeah. That's the add on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the add on. <laughs> So, yes, and there's um, uh, there there was also like talking about quotes. Um, if I uh, I have another quote uh, which I really like, um, and it says, um, "We need women who are so strong they can be gentle, so educated they can be humble, so fierce they can be compassionate, so passionate they can be rational, and so disciplined they can be free." I like that. Yeah, uh, it's by Kavita Ramadas. She's an advocate for uh, gender equity and just uh, equity and justice. And I really like it because usually when we think about like um, being strong, mm-hmm. we we automatically exclude like oh, so you cannot be gentle. But that's not true. You can be so strong that you can be gentle. Right. Because I think uh, people. People many times, so many times mistaken being gentle for being weak, but that's not true. No. Um, the same for It takes a lot of control. It takes a lot of control to be gentle exactly. and soft. Exactly. Uh, and she said it in one sentence. So like, uh, like so many things and I just liked it. So I wanted to share it with you. <laughs> Yes, I like that one. I'm going to de- I might put that in a nice little frame for next year. <laughs> yes, I like mm-hmm. that. There was a question that popped in my head. Um, oh, would you take your friends to therapy to do friend therapy? Uh, yeah, uh, I would be uh, definitely open to it. I would be okay. open to it. I'm not sure if... Uh, well, I think that also depends on the maturity of the other person because some people think like oh therapy there's nothing wrong with me but there nothing has to be wrong with you to go through therapy it's just that you want to grow um it's like having a mentor um you know and if you have a mentor it's not that you like you can't do anything you're taking a shortcut kind of um so yeah i would i would be um i would be open yeah would you absolutely <laughs> i would definitely do it yes i would yeah, do it sounds, i would actually fun. i would actually do um a mother and child therapy as well i would yeah, be open yeah. to doing that as well. i'm actually taking my sons <laughs> to therapies as well and he's only two he's gonna be three in january 
But yeah. Oh my God, he's going to be <laughs> yeah. so advanced. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do what I can for him. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's a beautiful thing. If you guys can, if anyone can benefit from therapy, like I said, it is like a paid friend. They are unbiased. Whatever you tell them, they will work through it. Um, if you don't tell them something, then, then they're not going to know. But um, they only can help you as much as, yeah, you tell them. And that's the yeah. only way that they can help you and identify in whatever you need to do. And also, if you don't have a goal, I don't know how else you think that they're going to um, help you. Help they're you. Not mind- yeah. yeah, they're not mind readers. But right. I would definitely have to say um, when you're finding a therapist, I would definitely have to say make sure you know your goal before you even like start yeah. fishing through the network of um, therapy. Know what you want to conquer if you are going through grief or if you're just transitioning or you just want to grow, like just know what you want to Work do. Work on your self-confidence. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, just whatever goal you want to accomplish, go into therapy or counseling, write that down and, and communicate very- it. <laughs> yes. And then once you've done that, definitely like start looking through the therapist and seeing what their specialties are. So you could kind of get a feel of which ones you want to kind of, you know, talk to to get a feel. Because like I said, you definitely need to gel with your therapist because they need to be your friend. Because if it's uncomfortable talking to them within the first one or two meetings, then you're not going to feel comfortable with like your personal space. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And there's also a tricky part um, to therapy, which I think uh, because they don't know everything about you. So I think that the tricky part is um people tend to um make their reality um more like what favors them so so here uh you have to really like have the self-control and discipline to to tell the story as it is i know it's always going to be your version so Mm -hmm. um obviously but you can you you know because you know you, you can admit to yourself like, oh, yeah, this part, I, maybe I didn't do like, the best part or I didn't say the best thing. But then the tricky part at the therapy is admitting it actually like, oh, yeah, maybe I said, I said this and maybe I shouldn't have said that. Whereas some people would just wouldn't tell it. It's like, oh, no, I depict the other person or the situation or the circumstance. Like, oh, everything, that's at fault. But I'm saying, you know, it's, and it's just... Right. Taking yeah. accountability, yeah, taking accountability uh, for what you've done or said. But like I, yeah, like I said, it, they are unbiased and they cannot tell your secrets. Like they're under a certain type of regulation. If they leak your information, like they can be fired and they they can be penalized for it. So, right, right. Um, yeah, if you are ready to take accountability and tell your wrongs or tell your whole situation it can it can be a great thing and a learning and a learning experience yeah because that's how you can benefit the most from it mm-hmm. um that's how they can help you the most whereas yeah. if you just try staying like look good then you know you're you're stealing it from yourself the opportunity to grow right. yeah yeah 
Yeah, you'll you'll be the one wasting your money and time. Exactly. So I suggest <laughs> yeah. when you are ready to be honest with yourself and take accountability and talk to your like I said, it's a paid confidential friends. And I literally <laughs> mean that. It'll be it'll be a yeah, it'll be a great experience that and whenever you need to want to change your therapist or you feel like you've outgrown that therapist, you can go on to another one that specializes in something else. Like you don't need to keep staying. Cause I know there's yeah. like some people who stay for like five years and I'm just thinking to myself, like, man, five years. That's a long time for a therapist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're going and they're going every week. Some people go like every other week or once a month. But this person was going like every week, like every Friday, 2 p.m. Like it was like, I'm like, man, you, you must have a lot of things to unpack. But they did. So no judgment. Yeah. <laughs> No judgment, but um, those are definitely my tips if you guys are seeking to find a therapist so you can grow. Would you add anything to it, my list, the, the list I cre just created off the whim? Um, I think you picked the, the most important thing, so definitely the, the vibe so you can feel safe and, and, and really open up and then mm -hmm. just um, try to... If you go to a therapist and you talk to them, try to describe the situation as it is, even though it feels like really uncomfortable to to tell the part where you don't look that good, maybe right. in that situation. Um, and then uh, just don't be ashamed to be yourself because um, it's it's important to be you and become more and more comfortable with being right. you and a better version of you. Thanks to the therapy as well. Every yes. Time. yes i and also don't be afraid to admit that you are outgrowing your friends because i definitely felt terrible that that phase was happening i i asked my therapist and then i also asked like my business mentor and she's like oh yeah girl you're just going through the you're just going through life life yeah. is just lifing and i'm just like so i'm not alone she's just like no yeah, there are people who will accompany us for a short time, some people for a longer time, and, and some people just grow with us, but most people won't. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys here first. If you outgrow your friends just by going to therapy alone, you are not alone. Because I definitely was, like, looking over my shoulders like, oh, my God, am I... <sighs> let me get you let me get used to this new thing so you are not alone if you outgrow but it's a lonely thing in the beginning it depends on how attached you are with your friends but over time you'll kind of get over it and if you go out and do like date night like I do I'll talk to people like every week so I'm fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I, I'm fine and I've actually collected a couple of, um, yeah, female friends. They're like older women, but they still like, oh, yeah, let's let's hang out in like January. I have to like really plan out. But um, but, yeah, no, it's it, I think it's fine. I think it's a part of life. Um, someday I would like to have kids. And I know that's going to be like my top priority, especially the way the world is going right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But um. 
I mean, I just look at it as it's just preparing me for uh, the future me. It's helping me kind of just detach from, um, I guess you can say like my 20s. Because in my 20s, I was very attached to my friends. My friends were like everything to me. Um, And now that I'm kind of just detached and I have other two priorities that are more focused, it's kind of allowing me to detach from them and really just hone in on me and what I want in life. And... I'm very happy. Like my mind is very clear. There's clarity in so many things. There's no distractions. Um, and the friendships are, (laughs) yes, the friendships are a lot more meaningful in the bond. I'm going to have to say is a lot more substantial than what it was before. Uh, yes. Yes. So definitely as we grow our friendships deepen, or maybe not the same ones, but we can find new friendships that um, they are on a deeper yeah. level. So, um, yeah, definitely, I agree. Yeah. What did you want to cheers to? Did you learn anything? Did you? Are you working on anything? What do you want to cheers to? So I have my I have my little water. <laughs> yeah, I have actually my coffee. So. Okay. <laughs> So um, I want to cheers to to this wonderful meeting and chit chat that we had. I'm really grateful. Um, I think it was amazing, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and that we could share with other people. Um, maybe give them some tips uh, what to search for in a therapist, and in general, that therapy is it's not a shame to go uh, to therapies, and. Um, and that fre- and then that new friendships can you know uh, maybe with quality or be of higher quality even though they are shorter ones. But you might have a friend from I have my friend from since I was born pretty much, mm-hmm. and uh, I love her. She's my best friend still. But maybe I don't feel anymore that close to her as right. just because of what we talked. Um, so, so yeah, um, cheers on, on, on quality relationships with ourselves and with others. <laughs> yes. I want yeah. to cheers to, um, hmm. I think we are, we are, I keep saying this, but we are all similar. Life is such a collaborative thing and doesn't matter what your age, your race, where you're from. Um, a lot of women have a lot of commonality then differences the the help the setting boundaries i feel like that is such a common thing yeah <laughs> but i am like a novelty like i i think it's because i did track and i did i was an athlete as a child so setting boundaries and being militant like no we're not doing this we're doing this i'm kind of yeah i'm a bit assertive so like i said i'm just i don't have a problem kind of saying no and that's that. Um, but just talking to a, a, some of the women doing a public interview and just listening to you, a lot of women kind of just struggle with setting boundaries. So I think that's what, yeah, that's yeah. what I learned today. But I'm also just happy to just talk to so many women. This is what this show is all about, talking to 
women, variety of women, because we're not all the same. We all have different factors, backgrounds, and we all want different things. Yeah, we all want different things and we all do it differently. So I want to show this to the world. And especially since the Gen Z, I don't Gen Alpha, I don't even know where they are now, but they consume information on the Internet. And I want them to see that. Yeah, you can do it however you want, but it's just you have to base it off of certain factors in your life and you're not alone. There's other women that also do it that way as well. Yeah, we all have our own struggles, but then in in some way uh, we can, I think women can relate to each other a lot and there are similarities, as you say. And, uh, And I think we should just empower each other instead of competing against each other. Um, Yeah. So. Yes. So cheers. Cheers. <laughs> A little digital cheers. Yes. That was so much fun. And if you guys want to call in and leave, be a part of the show, you can leave a voicemail. You're not going to get me. You're not going to get Katerina. <laughs> you can join in by calling in 202-480-9557. State the question, what has therapy done for you as a woman? Or if you haven't gone to therapy, you can tell us, hey, my goal is to go to therapy in 2023. Here is what I want to accomplish. Of course, your name is not going to be voiced and your number is not going to be voiced. It's going to be anonymous. We, I promise I'm very big on privacy, but yeah, you can be a part of the show and we will insert it in. This is so much fun. Our little girls night out. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> so yeah, so we will see you guys later. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.